Yeah, but you're only saying that because you like Callum Sheedy. No, I truly believe in them. You truly believe in them. And Callum Sheedy. <laughs>
but it was closing pretty quick, and he made a quick chip kick to uh, Leua, and dude, it was right in his hand. It was the amount of skill to make you know make that kick is pretty nuts to me. Well, you missed out. You should have been watching that ten series when the the second row did it. That was <laughs> that was the best thing I've ever seen. That shit's nuts, dude. You don't you don't ever see a big man doing crossfield kicks like that, <laughs> especially in having them work. Yeah, that's uh that's the little guy's job. So yeah, your Saints got Gloucester thirty-one to twenty-six, but your Wasps fell to the Harley Quinn forty-nine to seventeen. Man, yeah, that was that was not good. Quinns absolutely just stomped all over Wasps. That was. That I started watching it like okay you know they're they're getting kind of far ahead it's okay we'll come back like they'll get a spark and they'll they'll come back and then with about 15 minutes left I was like okay this is this has got to be it and then Lewis Lina came in stole that uh, stole that pass for a try and that was that was pretty much it out of nowhere too out man. of nowhere I mean he he read that perfectly and he took it all the way back yeah. And then I watched that last uh, that last try with three minutes left to go, and and uh, <sighs> Wasp dropped the ball, and the guy ran it all the way all the back. way back. And then then at the end they got a penalty try and yellow carded with no time left. I mean, talk about like insult <laughs> to injury. That was that was tough to watch. To be fair though, going back and watching it, the Wasp really didn't look that bad. The Quins just looked like they're on top of their shit today, or that. Yeah, day. it's that's fair. I mean. I want to say it's fair, but yeah, Wasp just got got blown out. Yeah, the Wasp, the only thing I really saw that was like, oh, that, that was pretty bad, was the last drop with the last three minutes that got the try. Yeah. Other than well, that, it didn't look terrible, you know? Yeah, but well, they've certainly looked better. Talking about looking better, man, than Bristol Bears <laughs> coming in and beating Bath. Looking better is an understatement. Beating is also an understatement. That's true. Yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, sugarcoat it a little bit. You know, didn't no. want to rub it in too deep. No, absolute blowout is more accurate. And for that being a rival game too, I was really expecting a lot more. But I'm glad that it came out as hard as it did. <laughs> yeah, that's that was rubbing it in. I mean, five tries in the first half is absolutely insane. Forty-eight to three, man. Just can't get any better than that. I mean, Bath did have a couple players get hurt, and one of them got yellow carded. Bristol definitely took advantage of that. But I mean, forty-eight to three—that's that's not an excuse there. I'm telling you, man, that uh, that Andy Urine—he's he's the dude. No, Semi Radrada is the dude. What did he? He had like hundred and sixty meters gained. He beat like nine or ten defenders, or maybe I'm shortchanging him. Maybe he had more than that. I mean, but he just. He made Bath look silly. You know, I remember us talking a while back, and uh, when Simi, Simi came in, they were really making him just turn out to be the hero of all the matches. And it really didn't just blow me away when I first saw him. This was probably the first game I saw him where I was like, okay, I can see what he's doing now. You know? Well, I think what happened was they, they brought him in, and they were he's, his offloads are amazing. But up to this point, they haven't always worked. He's always tried them, but I'd, you know, they probably work less than half the time up to this point but man this last game was just incredible i don't he, think he it was showed what he can really loads, do you know to me it was his his line breaks and his footwork that they kind of got me you know um he's, he he's so deceptive gap, but yeah it was it was a good game for him and even 
the one that you know I'm thinking of whenever Andy Aaron faked the box kick through it to Rajon. Oh my god! That line break, you know, that was uh, what move of the week. Uh, uh, yeah, it had to be. Freaking Bears, gotta love them, dude. Up the Bears. Up the Bears. You're right. Yeah. London what? Irish defeats Newcastle 31 to 22. This one kind of surprised me. Yeah, you know it. It really surprised me in a weird way. Just because Newcastle is doing so well this year. Which also was unexpected. Yeah. You know, like if you would have asked me at the beginning of the year, I would have yeah, told who's you. Gonna, who's going to play terrible and get relegated? Newcastle. No. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to be like, yeah, London Irish has got this all day. And then Newcastle started playing, and it was like, holy shit, these guys are fucking people up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I what have they won? They won half their games or something like that? Five yeah. and two. Who expected them to be five and two in fourth place in the Prem this year? Nobody. Five and two, man. They're, uh, they're kicking ass. They're for though, real, and, and no, they don't even really have star players. Though I don't know if we could really call it five and two, though, because they do have a game where they've missed due to COVID. Yeah. But, I mean, winning is winning, though, and they've <laughs> been doing a lot of it. I mean, up until they ran into the exiles here, London Irish. So I only expected London Irish to win if Newcastle were to play as bad as they, you know, did in the previous years, but coming in this year's, I really thought they were going to lose. So that's the only reason why it surprised me. Yeah, well, London Irish haven't been playing great, and on and the score is kind of deceiving. It's only a nine-point loss, but um, London Irish looked in control for most of this game. They're not getting relegated, that's for sure. No, they're not getting relegated. Uh, I don't know if anyone's going to get relegated this year. So I think they're going to probably try to keep keep everybody up this year so that way Gloucester doesn't have to get relegated for the first time in their history. <laughs> you really think they're going to try to hold them from that embarrassment, I, huh? Yeah, I think well, I don't think it's just for them. I think they're going to try to hold it in hopes that Saracens will get promoted again, which they should, but I mean, they already lost to Ealing cuz they're not playing their starters. So Saracens first have to win the championship to get promoted. So then we got Exeter Chiefs Against the Worcester Warriors, 21-17. to 17. Yeah, I have a lot of opinions on this game. That last try was honestly shit, dude. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I got, I'm not sure what they were thinking on that one, but yeah, that was uh, that shouldn't have happened. But Talking about Duncan, uh, Duncan Weir's try? Yeah, where the, I mean, he got it. They're just uh, standing there. Got it. They were yeah. like, they literally watched him do it. <laughs> yeah, but the guy also like had the ball in the try zone. You know, everybody's surrounding him. He didn't ground it. He didn't kick it out. You know, and I believe right if it was already in overtime. I think yeah, I think he and he had two chances. He got rolled over twice to touch it down, and he didn't do it. How how do you not do that? That's that's common sense. Yeah, I mean, it's, it didn't like change the, the point of the game. They were going to win regardless, but now, you know, Worcester got the losing bonus point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it never should have been that close to begin with. Right, yeah. I mean, the Chiefs still had their starters in, too. I mean, Stuart Hogg was playing, Johnny Gray was playing, and there was really no reason for them to even be in that position. That uh, the switch Morrison had, though, man, that was pretty... Oh, my goodness, that was, <laughs> that was pretty sweet. And that was his first... Uh, premiership try wasn't it uh don't get me lying to you man 
I think that was his first try. So if it was, that's a hell of a first try. Yeah, I mean, he blew right through the fucking guys. Straight down the line, man. That shit was crazy. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think Chiefs are going to have to play a lot better if they want to stay you know, in the top. There's no way that they're going to defend that championship title if they keep playing the way they are. Especially with the way Bristol are playing, it's it won't even be close. We can go ahead and already make that prediction that Bristol's going to take it all the way this year, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. Wasps just need to get Jack Willis back. As soon as he's back playing, it's over for you guys. Yeah, uh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> so damn mad last year. That was ridiculous. Oh, man, it was pretty great. That's okay. I think this year you might have it. Oh, we got it. Bristol's got it. I'm telling you right now. Quote me. I will. Trust me, I will. Especially if they don't got it. They got it. No question about it. We can go ahead and already make a bet now. Let's wait and see. We'll see. Sell Sharks defeat Leicester Tigers 25-15. Yeah, this one was kind of weird. It was kind of slow for what it was. You know, the Tigers started out uh, started off ahead. Um, but that changed pretty quickly and Sale took control and they never really seemed to let go of it. Yeah, speaking about the uh, the chip kicks, man. Oh, the man. To, uh, McGinty. <laughs> yeah, to Yard. Yeah, McGinty, his kicking has just been perfect this year. He doesn't seem to miss with anything. And Marlon Yard, I mean, he just he doesn't go a match without having at least one big game-changing play, it seems like. It wasn't as good as Callum Sheedy, if we're being honest, but... <laughs> You I don't know. think you're you're never gonna say anything's as good as Cal Machidi's kicks. He's just the man. Can't beat well, him. We'll find out when it comes to the Six Nations. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that either. Yeah, we'll we'll find out. We'll see how good <laughs> Wales are actually gonna do this year. So we got a little bit of a uh, news here. A lot of signings going on. Looks like Worcester's uh, beefing up, man. They're bulking up for next year. Yeah, they got so they got quite a bit of people coming over there, taking some from your own uh, wasps. Yeah, taking some from Wasps and Edinburgh. Can't believe Duhon's going to leave Edinburgh. That is very disappointing. Oh, yeah, it's exciting yeah. for him, but that's very disappointing for us. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean you're also losing uh, Duncan Weir. He's going to Glasgow, so I guess you're really not losing on that point. I mean, he's still staying on the Warriors, just, you know, different different Warriors. That's Goes fair. from Worcester to Glasgow. Let's go. And then your Wasps trying to hit some heartstrings, man, signing their first virtual player. Yeah, I mean, does it get any better than that? That's, this uh, kid goes and beats cancer. And he gets to go hang out with Jimmy Gopper. Then he gets signed to a, a contract. <laughs> At 13 years old, man, that's, that's pretty awesome. What about them uh, British and Irish Lions? I have no idea. I, uh... I just hope they get to do it. Um, I know a lot of people were saying they should do it in in England, and then you know that got a lot of backlash. You know, they're saying it's special because they get to go overseas and do it. And it wouldn't be fair to South Africa to lose out on it. And they said, "Oh, do it in Australia." And South Africa was like, "You know, we'll be we'll be cold <laughs> and dead in our graves before we let that happen." They were very adamant that they were not going to let that happen. 
Yeah, you know, what? what's your point on it? Would you rather them just push it back another year where they can have spectators and do it in South Africa or move it to the UK and no spectators? Well, what's your well, I, think, point I think they were saying if they move it to the UK that they would have some spectators. Same with Australia, that, that they could actually get people to it. And th- I think the big fear is that if they don't do it this year, that they're going to have to just cancel this Lions tour and that they won't be able to keep it you know, every four years or whatever. That's going to mess up the whole schedule. They're you know, players who you know, they work so hard for this moment, and if something happens next year, they might not get picked. So I feel bad for the players, too, because this might be their only shot to make a Lions tour, and now they might not get it. The same with the teams that are getting to play the Lions. They might not get to play the Lions. The British and Irish Lions likely to reject generous hosting offer from Australia. Yeah, it, it seems like they don't really want to do that, which I, I mean, I get. But at the same time, I would much rather it go on. Yeah, don't we also have the Summer Olympics this year, too? So we're going to have some rugby going on there. Yeah, we'll have some sevens going on there. So hopefully uh, Team USA can pump it up a little bit, get in there. Carlin Isles, Perry Baker, Danny Barrett. I mean, I think we got a pretty good shot. Oh, yeah. I think we definitely have a good shot at it. Those them Fijians, man. Oh, they're so good. They are they are so ridiculously good. I mean, those those offloads those dudes do, it's just it's crazy. And the fitness levels that those guys are in, it it is you know, their warm-ups is probably more of a workout than I do all week. Yeah, I remember when I first started playing um we were actually getting ready for sevens. And it was my first time ever coming to a rugby practice, and it was just sprints, 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 and I was fucking dead, dude. Oh yeah, was uh, did Wyo make you guys carry the bag? Nah, he wasn't actually there running. It was Steamer. Oh, gotcha. Steamer doing sevens. <laughs> man, tell you what though, he's a scary, scary man in fifteens. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he hit me once, and I I felt it. Oh yeah, I mean they don't. Steamer wasn't just made up for fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He earned that nickname. For sure. But I think it was all the smack talk I had going into the, the previous day. Oh, that was your fault. Yeah. I was really hyping up uh, our team to, to beat him. <laughs> and uh, he made it known that he didn't appreciate that. Yeah, I bet he didn't. <laughs> bet he didn't. So what do you say? You want to move on to predictions? So yeah, for everybody listening, we got uh, predictions that we're going to do every week, and uh, we're going to count who actually has the most correct predictions, and the loser has to go through a punishment. Uh, We think we have an idea what that punishment's going to be, just because it has to be on an every week basis. Uh, But yeah, we'll go ahead and jump into that. So the first one, there's only one Pro 14 game coming to this week, and that is... Connacht is playing the Dragons. I got um, Connick defeating the Dragons 29-6. to I also have Connick defeating the Dragons, but 25-10. to That's fairly similar. Um, your point spread's a little bit different, but either way, I think Connick are probably going to take it to the Dragons. Yeah, I mean, they just seem like a pretty spot-on team this year. But just looking at how they've been playing, looking at the results, they look like they... They probably got the Dragons, you know, at a pretty yeah, they, wide they, spread. They definitely should. 
that you got a, a 15 point differential and I got a 23. Almost insulting, I feel like. Uh, almost insulting, but not not quite. It's, <laughs> I mean, Connacht are second in Conference B, and Dragons are fifth in Conference A. The point differences are Connacht are plus 25, and Dragons are minus 75. So on paper, this should be a big win for Connacht as well. So yeah, we got both of us have Connacht winning. Against the Dragons, if we move on to the Premiership, uh, I got Bristol defeating Sale, twenty to thirteen. Yeah, I also think Bristol are going to defeat Sale, but I think they're going to really kick some ass. I think it's going to be thirty-eight to fifteen. You don't think your boy Faf's going to go in there and uh, blow it out the water? How dare you? You know <laughs> how I feel about him. You know what? He might have a great game. I don't know, but. Uh, I still don't think it's going to be enough. I don't care how many times McGinty Crossfield kicks the yard. I still I don't think it's going to be enough to take out Bristol. I think Bristol are just going to... I think first half is going to be close, but I think Bristol's going to come alive in the second half. It all depends on the ball handling, too, man. They uh, That's not their strongest point at times. No, it's not, but you guys also have Nathan Hughes, who is just... I mean, he's a monster. The guy's like nine feet tall and 600 pounds. I mean, he just runs over everybody. Yeah, Piers O'Connor's really come up this year, too. He's He surprised me a lot. Yeah, so I don't know. I think you guys are going to absolutely just stomp all over sale. Could be. Funny enough, before we jumped on, I was actually watching the 2018 game with Bristol against Sale and how it ended in a tie. And uh, Ian Madigan, you know, missed the last kick to beat yeah. the to beat him and then Faf the clerk also missed the kick and his face like just <laughs> was the funniest thing ever man <laughs> oh, try to be nice to him because he's just so ridiculously good and you know how I feel about nines that's a it's a big compliment from me it's the hair man it's the hair I don't know man I had the same hair and then I thought maybe that's what it is maybe I'm jealous of the hair I don't yeah. think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be a messy game. Was it? Because they're both just not playing super great right now. I don't know. I think it's, it's going to be close. I think it's just going to be who gets the luckiest try. I don't know. Saints just you know came off uh, Gloucester. Yeah, but Gloucester aren't very good. They're the worst team in the league right now. And they only won by like six. Something like that. Uh, yeah, allegedly, man. I mean, allegedly, no, it happened. Well, like they're only the worst team in the league, allegedly. Uh, no, they're the worst team in the league. <laughs> you think if all the games played out, then they'd still have the same, you know, ending? Uh, it'd be them or Worcester. I mean, I think. it has been them or Worcester like the whole year so far. So you might be right. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty right. I don't know. Worcester might be worse. I mean, how many games have they not played this year? Uh, a lot, I think. Yeah, actually, if you look at it, if Quinns hasn't canceled on Worcester, Worcester would be at six points. That would put Gloucester ahead of them. Uh, Bath, they would have eight points. That would be just behind Bath. So it might be a little bit closer than you think. I mean, or they could all be bad teams. Minus yeah. Bath. I, I don't think Bath are a bad team. I think they've had a string of unlucky games 
Yeah. So yeah, I got I got Quinn's getting Bath on a thirty-two to twenty-seven loss. Man. So I think it's going to be a close game too, but I I got Bath beating Quinn's. I think they're they're tired of playing bad, and they're gonna they're gonna come out with the win. I don't know, man. Maybe it's just watching this previous game with uh, Bristol. But they, they got spanked. And then Quinn's also came off a pretty big win, too. That's true. They, they did, but I don't know. I got I got faith in Bath. I think Bath's going to come in hungry? Uh, I hope so. Nah. Nah, I think. Quinn's <laughs> got it. All right. So moving on to the Leicester and Worcester game. I think that's going to be a super close game between really bad teams. I think it's going to be a one-point <laughs> win for Leicester Tigers. Which is a hell of a game, man. I mean, that would be close. It would be very close. But I also agreed with you. I think Leicester's going to win, but only 21-10. to 10. So you think it's going to be a much larger defeat for Worcester Warriors? Not, not much. I think... I really think that Leicester's just going to come in strong and just hold it. I bet you that 21's probably going to come in, you know, probably in the first half, and then Worcester's slowly just going to pick it up, but it's not going to be enough. Yeah, I, I think that Leicester also going to be up front for most of it. Worcester's going to make a push late, I think. And Leicester yeah. going to have to, I think they're going to have to actually wind up coming back to win it. Who, Leicester? Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have to make a second-half comeback. I think Worcester are going to come out and surprise them in the second half. And then moving on to the next game, what's another one we agree on, London Irish defeating Gloucester. I got that 12-3, to though. Yeah, you think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think both their defenses are trash, and they're both going to put up a lot of points. Yeah, so. and I probably should have edited this before we jumped on. After watching those replays today, um, just – People just blown through Gloucester, and I, I probably should have changed that. But I'm hold true. <laughs> I'm gonna hold true. But to be fair, London Irish are positive thirteen, and Gloucester are negative forty-five. So, the defense for London Irish is a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. We'll see, man. This next one, man. Uh, Newcastle and Exeter, they've kind of been battling at the top for a while until uh, the Bears came in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we also uh, have very different predictions for this game. I got Exeter 41-31. to 31. I don't know, man. I, I've got Newcastle 35-18. Just watching the way Exeter have been playing, I, I just don't think they've been playing well enough to beat a team like Newcastle. Isn't that funny to hear a team like Newcastle? Yeah, how I never would have expected to say a team <laughs> that just got promoted, has no star players, is going to demolish an Exeter team that won the championship last year, has a ton of star power on it, and they're playing like hot garbage. Not not just won the championship, they double-headed. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Looking solid. Uh, not this year, they're not. They still remain in second place, but it's not necessarily earned. I don't know. I'd I'd be shocked if they get it. Yeah. So that's our premiership. You know, we got what one, two, three, 
different views that we think is going to happen. So there's three possible points from there. Yeah, so just for everybody else listening on the predictions, we are, uh, we're thinking the wins that we agree on or any of the ones that we agree on, we're just going to null that out. It's the separate opinions that we have that's going to count as one point and whoever has the most points win. Um, if you have any other ideas, though, please let us know. Yeah. We are open to suggestions. The last three games we have that's going to be going on this weekend, which is probably going to be the ones that everybody's going to be watching, if we're being honest. Well, yeah. Who wants to watch the B team when you can watch the national teams? <laughs> the Six Nations, man. First one we got is France and Italy. I got France defeating Italy 45-18. to 18. Uh, I also have France defeating Italy 45-18. to 18. And uh, for everybody listening, he copied my score. Oh, that is 100% not true. <laughs> Completely made up. I, I don't know. I mean, I said it first, dude. Whatever. But anyway, there's no way that France will lose to Italy. There's 0% chance that happens. Even if they played, like, their fifth or sixth team, there's no way they would lose to Italy. And Italy are playing without two of their best players. You don't think it might be a uh, like a Argentina beating the All Blacks kind of day? No, definitely not. Argentina are a really good team, and Italy are not so much. But I mean, looking at it, what didn't Argentina like? They haven't beat the All Blacks since 1975 or something like that. Uh, that might have been like their first ever win against them. I don't know. It, yeah, was some, maybe they, it was something crazy. Yeah, like I think maybe they've been playing them since 1975. But yeah, it was a very surprising win from what. Yeah, that was that game was intense. But then the All Blacks came in and spanked them in the second game. Yeah, well, that's a whole nother competition. We are back on Six Nations. Yeah, where it, where it really counts. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we agreed on France and Italy, but the second and the third game, we have different views. I got England defeating Scotland 28 to 27. I think it's going to be a close game coming to come down to uh, that last, that last point. Who wants it more? Man, they are, they are always really, really good games. They are, those Calcutta cup games are so good. I think the last time Finn Russell played against England was when Scotland were down 31 to nothing at halftime and came back to make it a draw 38-38. So definitely excited to see what can be done this time. But I think Scotland are going to take it 18 to 13 in a relatively low scoring game. I think they're going to pull it off. Their squad looks pretty good this year. And England are going to be playing without some of their top guys. Like Joe Launchbury is not going to be there. Joe Marler is not going to be there. Um, a lot of people are talking about Sam Underhill not being there and what a big hit it's going to be to not have him in the squad. But, I mean, are you really taking that much of a loss when your replacement is Jack Willis? <laughs> the answer is no. Okay. So All right. I, I want Jack Willis to have a good game, but not that good of a game against Scotland. But I think Scotland are going to take it 18 to 13. It's pretty surprising, man. It's pretty surprising. Uh, Last game, I got Wales defeating Ireland 18-10. to 10. 
Yeah, but you're only saying that because you like Callum Sheedy. No, I truly believe in them. You truly believe in them. And Callum Sheedy, yes. Well, I, I truly believe that Ireland are going to beat Wales 23-18. to 18. At I least mean, we agree that Wales are only going to score 18 points, though. I just noticed that. That is pretty weird. <laughs> 23 to 18. I, no, man. Just because, you know, Johnny Sexton's there, I just don't think they're going to pull it off. I think Callum's really going to bring them together. Has it actually been announced that he's playing? I think he was questionable. I think they were taking, like, saying <sighs> Friday is they might, they're going to announce whether or not he's playing or not. So Johnny Sexton might not be in the squad this week if he's still hurt. Here we go. This might be it. Ireland. Sexton is confident he'll be fit to face Wales. All right. A slight hamstring hamstring strain. Says he expects to be fit for their Guinness Six Nations opener against Wales next week despite a minor muscle injury. Uh, he limped out of the Leinsters or Leinsters Pro 14 match against Munster. That was a crazy game, too. Oh, my goodness. That was a great game. Yeah. No, he says he's fairly confident he'll be fit to play. I don't see anything else saying otherwise. Well, cool. That'll be good for Ireland. I mean, that could only be good for Ireland. And then uh, this came in. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, Josh Adams. Uh, for Wales? Yeah. Yeah. No, he's very good. Yeah, but he was released for a protocol breach. Oh, for protocol breach. Uh-oh. What? Did he, did he leave the bubble? Um... He attended a family gathering on Sunday, January 31st, after Well Squad was released. After the Well Squad was released from the camp the day before, uh, so yeah, I guess they were supposed to go into, you know, the bubble. But he he breached that. And they yeah, he was released. Oh man, that's that's a very very big hit for them. I mean. He's got 14 tries and 29 tests for Wales. That's losing a player that scores in half the games he plays in. That's not good. That's going to hurt. Yeah, we got Sheedy, dude. Is Sheedy even starting? <laughs> I don't think it's been released. <laughs> oh, the answer is probably no, because he's not going to outplay Biggs, you know. Is, uh... Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess he might be playing. Let's see if they got their fixtures, or not the fixtures, but the uh, the lineups in yet. Uh, I don't know. I doubt they do. Nope, they don't. Uh, they probably won't put those in until Friday. Speaking of, when are those games for us? When are those uh, they, they'll be on Saturday morning. Uh, Scotland and I think Italy is the first one up. That'll be, I think it's on like, I think nine. it hits. Yeah. So we'll be able to watch them, you know, Saturday morning. And I think, I think the Ireland Wales game is on Sunday. Yeah. So I got um, Italy is at 8.15 on Saturday. England and Scotland is at 10.45. And then Wales and Ireland is 9 o'clock on the Sunday. Cool. Looks like I'll have a pretty busy weekend. No kidding. Starting on Friday, though, is Bristol and Sale. 
And I think Connacht and Dragons are also on Friday. Man, they've been putting Bristol on these Friday games. I'm not not very appreciative of that, dude. Well, it's actually kind of smart, I think, if you get them playing on Friday. Because if there's only one game on Friday, everyone's going to watch it. That's fair. That way they're not having to play, you know, their ratings aren't going to be up against the Six Nations and five other premiership games. You've actually got a point there. Now I appreciate you. (laughs) So everybody can see them spank sale. Just how great they are this year. Yeah, it's disgusting. (laughs) Little. It's actually not. I don't. I don't have anything against the Bears. Yeah, they're think, start, uh, starting to grow on me because you don't ever shut up about them. So. There you go. That's what I was just fixing to say. I think you said they were growing on you earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're probably like fifth or something. The top five is good enough for me, man. <laughs> top five. So I think that's about everything we have to cover today. Uh, yeah. So for anybody that has uh, you know any comments, thoughts of the show, you can always email them to questions at scrumduppodcast.com. Hit us up on Facebook. We also have a website. Um, if you have any predictions that you want to throw in, feel free to send them our way. Uh, any punishments you know that you can think of for uh, our prediction game we have going on, send those our way too. Uh, other than that, I think we're out of time. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you.